In this episode, we talk about Crylock's miracle goal to send RSL to the playoffs while discussing their chances against Seattle in the first round. You're listening to Here at the Riot, a Real Salt Lake soccer podcast. Welcome to Here at the Riot. I'm your host, Josh. And I'm your host, Dax. And we've got a lot to talk about in the um, RSL Nation this week. Um, first of all, we made it to the playoffs, guys. Ayo. <laughs> Isn't that just so great? Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because, you know, I don't think we would we were going to be having this conversation. I honestly didn't think that they were going to pull it off. And I think if you go back and listen to our last episode, you can, you could tell that we weren't as um um as hopeful about it. It was kind of doom and gloom last episode. <laughs> yeah, we were all like, uh, let's just start focus on focusing on next season. You know, I mean. There's no way they're going to beat Sporting KC, am I right? Yep. But, you know, here we are. I think um, we're all happy to be here. Um, And I think that it um, couldn't have been in a more dramatic fashion. You know, like they were saying on Twitter, literally happened at the death, you know? Just... Right, yeah. right, at, right at the very end of the game. So, we'll we'll get all, into all that a little bit later. But first, Josh, what were your yeah. thoughts about RSL RSL's performance at the Sporting KC, Sporting KC, just overall? Well, it was very exciting. I was uh, surprised, obviously. <laughs> And, yeah, four in the back. I was also a little bit surprised by that. Um, we looked pretty solid defensively. I, but, yeah. Um, but overall thoughts, I mean, very pleased and excited <laughs> for uh, the coming playoffs, so... I think it's it's really interesting that I mean they decided to go with a four like four in the back because you look at like literally like they've been playing three in the back for who knows how long at least the past f- five six seven eight games and they decided to go four in the back this one time and it worked out really well for them um, one thing that I think is worth mentioning is that Marcelo Silva finally came back from injury. Um, so I think that definitely had something to do with it. Do you think that they were just playing three in the back because they didn't have Marcelo Silva and that's what Pablo thought would be the best formation for the guys that they had uh, ready? Honestly, I think that's... It makes sense. I'll say that. I... I have no idea what Pablo's thinking, but it makes sense because 
I would feel a little uneasy about Holt back there, and Dokovic has mm-hmm. uh, played back there with Glad and looked shaky multiple times. So I think that might have been why, but the fact that we started Silva, and correct me with, if I'm wrong, but I think he played the full 90. He did. He did play the full 90. Yeah, and I hadn't heard any updates about him um, being even close to healthy, and then we just throw him in, start him, and he plays the entire game. I was really surprised, <laughs> but pleasantly surprised. I know it kind of, it really came out of nowhere. No, I don't. I wasn't expecting it. You weren't expecting it, um, and I definitely wasn't expecting the four in the back. Um, but I really think that it helped RSL defensively because, like, the past few like past few games, like honestly, RSL has not been good defensively. They've given up plenty of goals. Um, throughout the, throughout the course of of the games that they've played with three in the back, and it just hasn't been a good thing for them. Um, but this time going out and playing four in the back against Sporting KC, which, which I mean they're third in the West right now with a win last game against RSL. Would they would have been the number one seed? Um, and I mean from from the eyeball test, looking at the at the stats, it was a pretty even game so I, I really think that the four in the back sh- shored up rsl defensively yeah definitely and we matched them toe to toe it was a fun game to watch it it really and i'm like just looking at the stats um it was it was 54 to 46 possession uh sporting kc with the edge so possession was slightly in in sporting casey's favor but 12 to 15 shots in favor of rsl three of rsl shots being on goal um corners were pretty much even um i mean it it was it was it was a pretty even game which really gets me excited for um the possibilities that the, that this presents in the uh um for the future uh, I mean, in the playoffs. Um, so, decision day is over. We finally know who's going to be in the playoffs. So, surprisingly, Colorado won won the West. I don't think that anyone was expecting that. I mean, it, it was it was definitely a possibility. But like, if you if you asked anyone on decision day, like, who was going to win out of Seattle, Sporting KC, and Colorado. I think Colorado was the least likely option, but yeah. there they are. They um, jumped from third up to first, I think. It's true because yeah, because with the because they beat LAFC and then with the tie, Seattle and the White Caps and then Sporting KC lost like that. It it was the perfect storm for them to to go yeah. and and win the West. So they get a bye. Um, then you've got Seattle in second, Sporting KC third, Portland fourth, Minnesota fifth, Vancouver sixth, and then RSL takes the last spot in seventh. Let's go. <laughs> and then you've got the three California teams and the three Texas teams in that order. So um, really sad for um, 
you know, LA, uh, the Galaxy and LAFC, who, you know, had a chance of qualifying. Um, but, I mean, I guess the best teams won, question mark? I mean, do we really think that RSL deserves to be here? I, I'm asking that rhetorically, but, like... Compared to LA Galaxy, it's a toss-up. Yeah, I Did think either they're... of us deserve to be there. Eh. <laughs> I mean, well, one of us some... had to make it. <laughs> someone, someone had to be there. There had to be seven teams in the playoffs. So yeah, we did... it was luck of the draw for us. But um... um, the Galaxy fans were very, very sad, from what I saw, <laughs> because I... <laughs> without our goal, they make it in. <laughs> and and I think I think even more about the goal like i know that the galaxy fans were probably watching you know the the galaxy game against minnesota that was a pretty exciting game if i remember right it was like three to three something like that high scoring um and they were probably they probably had their eyes on the rsl score and then you know in the 90 the 90th minute like good rsl is tied zero zero we just have to tie and you know that they they thought they were in, and then they look back at the score, and then the ninety fifth minute. Oh, I I I feel for them, man. That that's really that's really tough. Yep. And then RSL is just over there, like, are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that you know more, like along those lines. Um, I'm pretty sure it was in the 89th minute of the RSL game, there was a very controversial no call. Um, it was a it was a handball by I mean, Sporting KC wanted a handball by Justin Glad in the box. Um, what were what were your? I, I I'm pretty sure you remember what moment I'm talking about. What were your yeah. um, first impress like? impressions when you when you saw that happen live so when i was watching it live um the handball didn't really stand out to me mm -hmm. but um what did was and i don't remember which player it was but um the sporting kc attacking player just immediately stopped mm -hmm. and gave up in the box he had a shot on goal. If he hadn't stopped, he still would have been able to take the shot. Um, but uh, and I, I really don't like it when players do this. They just stop, <laughs> like keep playing, and then if things don't work out in your favor, then you can argue it all you want. But you know, play to the whistle. Um, but then when the replays started showing. It was pretty blatant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think you're right. I mean, like, live in the run of play, I didn't see much either. Um, but definitely going back and watching it through VAR, um, it it looked pretty pretty blatant. And I'm actually shocked that they, like, they the the center ref didn't even go and look at the the screen. Like, that that means the VAR official said, "Nope, there's not a handball here, or there's not enough evidence to overturn what was the no call on the field." Like, and we all saw the same video. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know if 
like what video they were watching. Like, I mean, Justin Glad Glad's hand. I mean, his arm was tucked in close to his body, but his um hand, like his his hand was like raised up, and his fingers were extended. That's what actually touched the ball. His fingers. Um, yeah. And you know, maybe they thought it was that was a natural position. I don't know. But I mean, he definitely touched the ball with his hand. We we could totally see that on the video. Yeah, I would love to um, be able to hear the conversation that was had that led to the decision to not take a second look. I th- because, yeah I, yeah yeah. I mean, well, his his arm wasn't way way out there, but it was away from his body. Um, there was clear contact and it drastically altered the force of the ball. And <laughs> yeah. I, that, and I believe glad was the last defender. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Like so. that. No call essentially cost the galaxy, the, a playoff spot. Yep. And AC the first place spot. That's also true. Well, okay, we we don't know because, you know, RSL could have gone and actually scored the goal if they did. But well, for the sake for the sake of argument, we'll say that it was that did cost Sporting KC the first place spot. But yes, it was it was a very important decision. Um and they actually went back and reviewed I don't know who is in charge of the referees for MLS, but whoever they are, they went back and reviewed that play and they said, um, yeah, it should have been called a handball. Like, we don't know why this wasn't called a handball. So, um, RSL, very fortunate to get out of there um, with the one goal lead and very fortunate to be in the playoffs. Yep. We're just happy to be there. (laughs) So, um, we'll talk a little bit about the goal. I think that the goal was, um, was, I mean, it was very spectacular. Um, I don't, I, like, I don't know if it was, I mean, it was an overhead kick by Justin Miram. That was spectacular. But, like, it wasn't anything, like, super impressive by Crylock. He was just in the right place at the right time. Um, but, I mean... It perfect for him to have been the one to put that in. Yeah, exactly. Very fitting. I mean, with with the season that that he's had, um, he's actually I think he's one goal shy of tying Alvaro Sabarillo's record for most goals scored in a season. So like, and that's that's like the seventeen. He's at he's at sixteen right now. Seventeen is the most that anyone on RSL has ever scored in a season. Um, I don't know if that's if, if postseason plays counted in that, but like he's just had a phenomenal season. Um, and I mean, definitely it was, he was the guy to do it. No one else on the team deserved more to put that goal away than, than Demir Krylock. Yeah. He's great. Um, so, I mean, that happened. The 
Sporting KC game is now behind us. RSL is in the playoffs. So that means we match up against Seattle. And if you remember from a couple episodes ago, Seattle was my pick to win the whole thing. So um, definitely could have looked out better in the draw of teams that RSL could have gone up against. But Josh, what do you think RSL's strategy should be going into the game on Tuesday against Seattle? Um, it's tough because uh, last time we played Seattle, we beat them mm-hmm. 1-0. Uh, it was fairly recent, maybe about a month ago. And we were playing with three in the back. I think to give us our best chance against Seattle. We go with four in the back, Silva, Glad, and this is assuming that Silva is healthy and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he is, I think four in the back's the way to go. And uh, make sure we do not start Miram or Julio, and we bring <laughs> them off the bench if we need goals late. <laughs> Justin Miram, the super sub, am I right? Yep. And do not start Beasler. <laughs> Those are my only stipulations. <laughs> so you you would rather you would rather have Everton and Pablo in yes. besides Beasler. Yes, if we have four in the back, I think those two are better. Okay. So do you have a preference of who starts at the wings, or like those are the only things that you care about? Honestly, the wings, I I think Menendez has earned a starting spot. I think that's fair. I think um, we have other wings that can perform well. Uh, Chang, he's had some good games. He's had some bad games. I think he's mm-hmm. a good player. I, I am usually pretty pleased with his play. I think he would be fine. Um if we're going with four in the back, we may be playing Brusnack at a wing. So mm-hmm. there's that. Um, but yeah, Crylock centrally, Ravine up top, and hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that is a valiant strategy. Um, one thing that I, I'd just like to mention from the uh, Sporting KC game is that they actually didn't play Julio. With, with four in the back, they didn't end up playing Julio in the spot that he normally plays um, off the bench. Like, he was playing in three in the back. Like, he actually went in as a wing. Um, and then they, they put it Bobby Wood in up at, at up top for um, for Ruby Robin. So that's that was really interesting to me because I think that Julio's biggest asset is his speed, and I don't think that they make use of that on the wings as much. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to to see where he ends up playing because there's there's no doubt he's going to come in. Like I, if if Pablo doesn't put him in, then I don't know he's lost his marbles or something. Like he he has to come in. 
Um, but it, it'll be interesting to see where he plays. Only um, time I'd be okay with him not coming in is if we had like a multi multiple goal lead. Yeah. Over Seattle. Yeah. At that point, we play. We put in Eric Holt and play five in the back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I think you're right. I think that we should definitely play. Um. We should definitely play uh, four in the back. Um. That like we were much stronger defensively the first time that we beat Seattle. Um. We were playing three in the back, and we were, like, we were just so, like, we kept constant pressure, um, and we we got ahead fairly early. We got ahead right in, like, it was the very beginning of the second half, and then after that, we just kind of, like, turtled and, you know, said, we'll let you, we'll let you possess and come at us, Seattle. Like, we're not going to give you any opportunities to counter, because... Seattle is a very good transition team. They make they make very good um, transition plays, and I think that um, RSL being if if not necessarily RSL, but if a team tries to attack them too much and commits too many players forward, then Seattle will basically destroy them on the counter. Um, yeah. So honestly, I think that RSL should just take things really easy. <laughs> Don't get too aggressive and just kind of wait, like just, just wait it out, wait for their chance to, to, you know, to, to score, like, don't force it. Just be very patient because if this game ties, it's going to go to extra time. Then it'll go to PKs. Like you don't need to, um, you don't need to get a whole bunch of goals early. And then if I'm worried, if they do try to do that, then they'll just get um, destroyed in the transition game. So I think that they should play four in the back, just play very, um, very cautious, very defensive. Don't put too much pressure in. Um, very early and then just slowly ramp up the pressure as the game goes on. Cause we, we definitely have the guys off the bench that can do it. And I think that is one of the only ways to beat Seattle. Yeah. Well, RSL typically performs poorly against teams that counter. Just look at our recent games against Portland. Oh, Portland. Don't, <laughs> don't even, <laughs> don't even mention that. Yeah. So hopefully we can avoid those pitfalls mm-hmm. and be smart about it. I agree with all the things you said. So, um, I mean, the game is on November 23rd at um, 8.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Um, so hopefully... You guys will all be there, um, watching with us. Cause I know, I know, I will be watching. Josh, you gonna be watching? Be watching. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> and you know, hopefully we can, you know, we can get the win. It's gonna be at Seattle. It's gonna be a tough game. Um, 
but I think if we we come out and um, and play like we did against Sporting KC, there's definitely there's definitely a chance. I'm not going to rule out the possibility that they win, but I think it'll be an interesting game. Yep, we have the the talent to do it. We just got to execute. All right. Well, uh, I think that's going to be it for today's um, episode. So um, thank you guys for listening in and we'll see you next time, hopefully with some good news. See you next time.